Hello and welcome back to Bet Slapped. I'm Jordana. I'm Sammy. And here we are. Yes. <laughs> this is supposed to be the last week that it's just going to be two of us. Yeah, next week we're going to start um, all three of us. And if we don't stick to that, you'll get over it. But that's our plan. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard to get us all like scheduled at the same time. And we're very busy. It is. Yeah. Busy, busy. Okay. Always busy. I feel like that's like you always busy it's until like, I'm. It's like socially unacceptable to to not claim that you're busy in New York. I think that's like a socially unacceptable thing to claim that you have like a shit ton of free time. Right, but like that's un- that's very uncool. Okay, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I wanted to do absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and then Avi was like, "Do you want to watch the Patriots game or whatever?" Like at a mm-hmm. bar, and I'm just like, "You know what? I'm gonna do nothing today." Thank so you. No. <laughs> yeah. So no, I l- right. I'm very busy until I am spending eight hours straight on my couch, not moving. Right. Then I'm not very busy, but I'm busy doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's like I've some. You ever speak to someone about like TV shows that you're watching? Trying. You're literally like, I don't have time to watch TV. And I'm like, okay. Right. Like. What? <laughs> Yeah. I guess I'm just like go like fuck my lazy ass then. Yeah. Like I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, like, you can have time to watch TV. I get like if some pe- like the some people do. I guess work like really long hour days. Like lawyers and like finance people are like working like like dawn to dusk. Right. Fine. Yeah. Or like longer than that. Whatever. Right. Um. We but I do feel I do feel like in New York like it's like not cool to be like having a lot of free time. Right. Although like I wish I had more. Right. I would. I wish it was all free, <laughs> honestly. You know what? Right. I think we've talked. I mean, about we're this not before. working till like nine p.m. At least not in an office. But no, like we in work, our, but we do yeah, work like remote. pretty much all the time. Like I'm yeah. always answering. I'm never like yeah. unavailable. Right. We're always like doing things. Yeah. But I think when you're when you're in an off when you're locked in an office all day, you're very like like high and mighty about your your lack of free time. Right. But the but that's just because you're miserable. But <laughs> I think the I think we've discussed this. The sweet spot for like work hours is three a day. That's the amount of productivity, like real intensive productivity. Yeah. I think for creative jobs, definitely. Right. That's like, like when I'm, that's when I'm at my peak because I can actually work for three hours, like on something. Right. And then the rest of it just has to kind of be like unstructured, but like, you know, still kind of working. Making yeah. Instagram stories. I agree. Okay. Should we talk about this show that we both were really into the past week? Um, yeah, so we've been watching you on Netflix. I think yeah. it is originally a Lifetime show. Actually, it was, which I find odd because I feel like there's a lot of cursing, so I'm a little confused by that. Maybe it was bleeped. I didn't think Lifetime had that. I don't know. Maybe Lifetime becoming a little bit more risque. The show is very, very entertaining. Loved. I wouldn't say like good in like a like quality arts kind of way, but like very. In- it's kind of like. Gossip Girl meets Pretty Little Liars meets Revenge. I feel the way I felt about Revenge, like first season. Right. Meaning I have a feeling I'll probably it won't hate be as good. Season. Right. Because already the ending was sort of like, oh, you went there already. Right. But I do. It did make me kind of want to watch. But oh, I will watch. I'll probably get through three episodes of season two. How do you say his name? Penn Badgley. Badgley. I was calling him Bagley with a B. <laughs> I'm not very good at pronouncing things. Pronu- pronunciation. Yeah. Pronunciation. <laughs> say font. Uh, Font, <laughs> not font. Font. Okay. Clen- yeah. Cleanser. I, what? I, cleanser. Cleanser. <laughs> I can never say that word. Women. Women. Woman. Woman. Yeah. I can't say. I cannot. Anyone who's listened to me on you up um, knows that I do not know how to say the word women. <laughs> women. I. Wom- I've been w- saying woman. woman my entire life. Right. I never so noticed that until the you up people. 
and the plural. I didn't I even know there never. was a distinction that I was doing anything wrong. So thank you, um, people who comment. You and up write critics. And write Grammarians. Critics. Yes. I mean, that's a word you have to kind of say a lot on a dating podcast. But anyway, yeah. um, so it's really good. It's kind of like if um, Dan Humphrey. Yeah. Dan, it's like kind of like if Dan Humphrey was like a little bit more psychotic than he was on the show. Although he kind of was psychotic on Gossip Girl, right? Right, but it wasn't like he... That wasn't a stalker show. I mean, it kind of was, but he wasn't... At the end, end, you kind of find out that like he... It kind of was. Right, I forgot he was Gossip Girl. It's almost like a... Because he's like... He would be like a sort of like pseudo like superior intellectual with like a vendetta right he like plays he the same was. role i guess it's like if he were legitimately stalking serena vanderwoodson instead of dating her although what i thought Until was weird was, that he, was what i thought was weird about wasn't this he, wasn't he, he was dating uh, his, a gossip girl yeah yeah i think he was right i think so i didn't yeah. watch the end i don't remember um but yeah i also like gave up on that um but okay i realized that i really enjoy the stalker genre I like it too. I love it because there's so much. Me- there's no so much psychotic energy that goes into it. Right. There's also like tropes that are kind of like you know what's going to happen, so it's a little bit comforting, even while it's creepy. Right. Like you know how it's going to go. You know what's going to happen. Well, here and it's it feels good. Yeah, I think it also made me think about the fact that like he's a stalker but he also utilizes a lot of the same things that like a lot of us do use we don't consider ourselves stalkers but like he's just checking it like in the beginning or in the very well, very beginning he's really just checking like her, well, in, her like the, her social feed to infer all these things about her life right which people do but i think the difference is that he then goes and like follows her right like, and then like goes into her apartment but <laughs> like the, it's irl stalking is ir like it's the thing is internet stalking okay irl stalking not okay well you know that people like do drive-bys of people's like houses like that's a thing people do that's stalking yeah that's true yeah yeah but like it's i think it's I feel different. like in college the girls used to do that girls in our sorority literally <laughs> did that for like, like fraternities or guys they were like into yeah no they they did it was like, yeah. and it was considered like it was normal i mean it wasn't normal but it was like Oh, in the open, like yeah. people admitted to it. But what I thought was like creepy was that he actually was dating her. Like, right. He was stalking her while dating her. Right. Which is sort creepier of. than like, but I guess kind of like that is what stalkers are unless it's like a random person well, stalking a celebrity. Well, if it's a means to the end. Yeah. But like once you're dating them, why are you still stalking them? Because he doesn't trust her. Right. Well, at first he says like yeah. there's a period of when they're dating where he's kind of like, oh, like my anxiety is like I'm felt comfortable. I like didn't. Like I stopped like I remember he he puts the phone away or he gets he destroys he, right. he puts the phone away and right. he stops looking at it yeah. until he feels like insecure and then he goes back to it. Right. I think which is true of all stalking. It's like the more secure you are, the less you need to. Well, stalk. I think the I think like what a like considered the realm of normal stalking would be is like or not normal but common mm-hmm. is like people checking their like their person like their significant other's phone. That's like right. kind of stalking, but the difference is that he had this other he had the phone. Like as a separate device that he was getting all her texts to. Yeah. Which is like way more invasive. But like in real life, she would have like deleted the old phone. Like you get an option. When you get a new phone, you can delete. Oh. You can erase the old phone. Oh, I don't know if I've ever done that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like a very good. Have you ever lost a phone? No. Oh, I've I've lost several phones. (laughs) Over the years, I've lost several phones. And when you get it and like, and like once you like accept the fact that you're no longer going to get the phone back, there's an option to erase the phone, the old phone. Oh, okay. On the cloud. Right. She should have done that. 
Yeah. She wasn't like the most responsible. She though. wasn't like for someone who went to Brown, she didn't seem like that smart. No. Or right? ha- or like with it. Yeah. Like she seemed quite irresponsible. But I thought it was Or also even that literary creative. No, no, no. She was like <laughs> very she was so derivative. Right. <laughs> she I, was like a Serena Vanderwoods yeah. who also went to Brown. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what I thought was so interesting about it though was that like the other ca- it wasn't just like, oh, he's the stalker and everyone else is like the hero. Like she the the one he's stalking and like her friend right, they're Mitchell, all kind of they're up. all fucked up so it enabled it adds an extra like, layer of interestingness to it yeah I think. because it's right and everyone's not like completely one-dimensional and right. at times you're like almost sort of rooting for him but then you're like oh no he just like hit Sh- shane mitchell in the head spastically with a rock in yeah. central park like <laughs> how did he actually not get caught <laughs> at, yeah then he's just like he's just like, it's almost like he's he like would be like the real Dan Humphrey would be like a like kind of a uh, an idiot stalker or an idiot like hostile like um assailant yeah because he like almost like frantically throws that rock in like right. a very awkward weird way and then runs away also like in broad daylight there's no part of Central Park where you're just you and one other person like that's not right the case it's a weird it was I don't a weird get it. move right like someone would have seen that yeah. Shay Mitchell played like her exact same character from Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Like a pseudo lesbian uh, yeah. who's like, I don't know. A little bit. She's like a little, she has like a little creepy secrets. She's got like private. A little you know what stuck I mean? up. Yeah. A little stuck up. Some private secrets that she doesn't want you to know. She makes that face a lot. Yeah. Concerned, right. but also like. It was a great menacing. show though. <laughs> It was yeah. a great show. It really was. Like it had all the things. You all guys the should, if you I haven't wanted. seen it, you should definitely watch it and then hear our, our take on it. Um, and yeah. if you've already seen it, I hope you enjoyed that. Are we? Are you not caught up on Vanderpump? Um, I am caught up. Okay, I'm not. But we haven't talked about it on this in a while. And like, well, we're like adult. Full disclosure, guys. We're we're recording on a Monday and it comes out tonight. So oh, it is Monday, right? Yeah. Okay. So we will. We're we'll talk about it next week if you guys yeah. want. Yes. Okay. Um, let's talk about Instagram for a minute. So let's last night for a hot sack. Yeah. Last night, an egg beat Kylie Jenner's record for how did this get viral? Likes. Okay. I heard some Intel and you guys, I don't have this confirmed. Why did that pick is one of my Jewish's account? The egg. Yeah. The, no, the, the whole account is set up by the fat Jewish. What's the account called? World record egg. Okay. And I, I could see him pulling There's a so stunt many like of that. those accounts that are like, I post a picture of a toaster. They were the first to comment on every picture. Like, I post a picture of a toaster every day. Go to my People <laughs> have no life. <laughs> like, this is our society now. Right. <laughs> my, my <laughs> daily toaster content. Right. I post a picture of a stool every day. Like, check out my account for daily pictures of the exact same stool. Right. Well, this is only <laughs> one egg. But it did beat the record. I mean, this is such a waste of fucking time. Like, I'm just like, why don't we all all 18 million people do something about like not to get political, the migrant children who are locked in cages at the border? I don't know. You know why people like things like this? It's easy to understand. It's really like straightforward. And like it takes nothing from you. Right. It takes nothing from you. And (laughs) it's like something that you can like get on board with very little by all expending very little energy. I mean, did you like the egg? Because I did. I didn't like the egg. I did. I'm I was one of the 18 million on idiots. principle. I didn't like the egg. <laughs> I did. Cause like, I didn't follow the account though. Also like I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. It was just, it's stupid. Anyway, it's whatever. Um, maybe let's talk about something else on Instagram though. Fuck you. Kylie's baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> How does Stormy feel? Yeah. So um, we had a listener. You already read this article. We had a listener named um, Nicole. So thank you, Nicole. She sent us an article. She wanted our take on. Um, if you guys have anything like that where you think there's a good topic or a good article for us to discuss, please send it in to slapped at betches.com. That's slapped at betches.com. Yes. Um, and the article is in the Atlantic. And it's basically about how influencers are using like pretending to have brand deals in order to get brand deals or to make themselves seem like more legit or more legit. Um, which, which is so funny. The idea that like people are like want to be sellouts so bad. Like right. every time, <laughs> right. like, you know what I mean? I mean, we obviously do ads on this podcast and a lot of them are brand like we, we, we promote brands that we like and like, we've but like it's this never a business right yeah it's a business and it's never like i think the idea that like young kids it's just just to show like i feel like you think of like the 70s and you think of people who are like anti-establishment like anti-corporation <laughs> like these people were like, people are like align me with i will i will like give you whatever you want just pay me to endorse this like flat tummy tea well okay <laughs> it it makes what do you sense. want me to do to promote the black tummy tea? I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll take the tea. It, it, okay. I'll buy the tea. I'll promote the tea. You don't I'll have buy to the tea and act like you gave me the tea for free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. It makes sense. It actually, whoever did this does, first, which is sad. It's really smart because you, you saw... Well, let's describe what look, the gist of the okay. article is. Like, Basically, like, yeah. You, you described. So, yeah, I just read this, so I think it's pretty fresh in my memory. So... Basically, like, I th- it seems like it's a lot of younger people, but it's, but it's people who have, like, any kind Aspiring of small, influence, right, small, influ- small amounts of followers, but not, like, so small, probably, like, 5K. Right. So, they, these people, like, want to get sponsored by brands. They, Instagram is, like, the new, I would say, commercial. First, first there was the DJ, and now, wait, hold on. Well, like, DJ? I, I'm trying to think of, like, jobs that aren't really jobs that people, like, the promoter. Then the DJ, the blogger, and now it's like the influencer, the blogger, right? The blogger the is like trans. No one really reads anyone's blog anymore. But that was the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And now it's kind of the influencer. It's like the job that looks like easy, really fun, and like you can get Full paid of perks. for it, right? Full of perks, and you can get paid for it. This is the new like dream job right. for kids growing up, right? Which is like, so basically, these kids are like pretending to have these Instagram deals. To make themselves seem more legit so that they will get Instagram deals. Um, And they're basically like if they go to a store or they go to like a restaurant, they'll like they'll pay for their own meal. But they'll like put it out. They'll they'll use language that infers that they're being sponsored by being like, thanks so so much to Starbucks for having me. Like (laughs) um, (laughs) their new mobile, their new mobile ordering feature is amazing. So fast. And I think that sometimes the lines are blurred. Like we've seen people who were like friends the people that we know we haven't right. we, know, we both know where we're like are they getting paid to promote this product because like right. it doesn't seem like they're big enough but yeah but like they are getting stuff so like you're unsure and then i could see how like that might make them seem more legit in those communities where there are people who are who might want to follow them or like oh but brands pay them so like i think what they're, they're legitimate. really targeting is like their follower who is a lower level employee or like mid-level whatever at a brand that would pay an influencer and they're trying to get that person to be like they they want to basically get themselves added to the marketing list of whatever brand their followers work right. at by being like, Oh, this person does it. Maybe we should add her. I like her content. Right. You know? And also, I mean, like the I guess a real like they were saying in the article, like a really good influencer, the line between like something that they would get paid to promote and s- someone who does it well, like 
you can almost not tell but, like but not think about really. something navy almost like sometimes when she promote like i i'm not really i don't really follow fashion bloggers but occasionally i'll look and see what she's she's doing and sometimes like sometimes but, i'm not really sure is like does she actually use this product or is she getting paid to use this product? Well, and that's, that's why you have like, to use the paid partnership. Well, tool. that's kind of a, yeah, but not people don't always do it all the time or they don't do it in the same way. Right. And sometimes I think that's almost like that shows that you do it really well where it's like the person's not even sure. I mean, when we do, when we do ads for batches. I consider our most successful ads are the ones that look like post the content that we would put up anyway. Right. But that's, right? but we're not trying to, to act to hide I mean, that you, they're we, an we advertiser. We follow all FTC guidelines and always right. state yeah, that we're, we're, when we're being promoted. We're but. All, but again, the reason that those people can get away with not doing that and people aren't questioning it is because they're, they're not small. Big yeah. So they wouldn't even get in trouble even if they were breaking FTC guidelines. Right. So it's like... But they're not breaking them because they're not actually being sponsored. Right. It's, it's honestly... It's a smart idea, but it's funny that, that this is happening. Can you imagine like in height... Like imagine being in... We graduated high school in 2007... Wow, that seems like so oh long. Oh my god, old but bitches. Imagine being <laughs> almost 30. <laughs> imagine being in high school now. <laughs> and like that's like a thing that makes you cool. Like, oh my god, did you see like the coolest girl in our high school is like is like being sponsored? Like I can yeah. imagine why that would be like a thing that you yeah. would be faking. I just right, it's so funny. It's funny that like a like the new knockoff clothes are like knockoff sponsorships. It's <laughs> so funny. Right, that it, it is a status symbol. Right. Well, like oh like look at all this stuff i'm getting for free while you losers are paying for it even though they're actually paying for it right too. even though they're paying for it but it's, making it look like they're not i think it's a very interesting thing about like our consumerist generation and like the fact that again kind of going back to the egg thing they really do tie into each other like the things people care about are not really the things are that, purely symbolic right and they're not really the things that we should probably be caring about right well i think what these people probably none of them are doing this for their full-time job None of them but can. Their but their hope, it, that's why they're doing this. But with the, what the other thing the article says is that they don't realize that, be, that by doing this, they're basically like fucking up the industry because right. all these, because no one's sure what's real or what's not. And so these brands don't really have to pay people to do that if there's so many people doing it for free also. Right. So then they're like desaturating or they're saturating the industry so that no one's really going to get paid or they're going to get paid less. I think brands are paying less for that kind of sponsored post than they used to. Well, here's the thing. Those people are never going to be able to do this and like maintain it because A, they're not getting paid enough. So they do have to work full time jobs. B, if they are trying to actually make it like to fully fund their lives through this, they will have to be making so much content that it nest that it won't even necessarily like I think they're like these people will hit a saturation point also. Right. I because think everyone knows like you're not really an influencer if you're just a person with a lot of followers and you don't have like any sort of like right my mark. question is is like how many fitness influencers does the world need like not many. how many like food bloggers influencers does the world need it's all the same fucking food yeah. i don't really understand like like what the marginal increase in pleasure is from following yet an additional person to teach you how to do a squat well that is why i like <laughs> twitter more now because every person you follow you're getting an original thought from them you know what i mean it's not right. just like this graphic I, image that's a lot sort of original like, thoughts though okay but like it's not that many like i follow 300 people right now okay. and it's like how many people do you follow on instagram a thousand that's a lot maybe but less more people i personally know are on instagram than on twitter like right. very few people i actually know like friends do you read every tweet I like scroll through, but like, I don't even think every tweet comes up. 
like it mm-hmm. is a little more algorithm driven but like everything on twitter like there's more value in each thing because they're somewhat more distinct from each other than instagram where it's like okay here's a squat circuit and then here's a Right. yolk running through out of your avocado toast and then here's like you against some like backdrop in miami like mm-hmm. you know what i mean those are all the same but twitter is like responsive to the moment when like what's happening right and it's like each person's like giving a thought from their brain so it's like yeah. a little bit more interesting i see that although you can kind of do that on instagram story but you're forced to include a a picture with it you can but those are it's all visual it's vi- driven by visuals right i think um yeah, I mean, I don't have a personal Twitter, but I'll use the Betches Twitter to get, like you said, like an in real time response. To, like, how are people perceiving anything? How the are people Oscars. perceiving the, the Bachelor premiere, the Oscars, anything? Like, what is the real time feeling that people are getting? Are they and are they like liking this? Are they hating it? Like, what's right. being made fun of? What's right. like being like loved? What do people think is weird? Twitter is way less like self absorbed well it's less curated like it's it's less bullshit because hmm. like i just feel like although a lot of it is probably also this regurgitated like joke format shit right but like that is true but not in like the grand scheme of everything that's on twitter right you know like there's so much on twitter and maybe you see like a few of the same joke but also the regurgitation is less annoying on twitter than on instagram because on twitter there's more of a conversational element to the way people interact with each other whereas instagram is just like me throwing my post out into the world and then another person throwing their post out right and it's like so you see this like distilled like i don't know you see the same joke over and over again and it's like much more try hard than it is on twitter where it's just like oh let me just throw off this tweet it's whatever right there's less judgment it's more it's like it's early more instagram communi- yes it's more of like a early commun- instagram do you remember when you would put up a picture of like this is my bloody mary yeah like, exactly and just not think about it because like you were like oh i don't really like I don't no really one cares shit. right like, it's more like it's more like people are doing it to be part of the conversation which is more fun mm-hmm. rather than what do you think about like social media in general do you think like the amount of like different social media platforms is like tapped out or do you think the world is waiting for another one? I think there, there can always be something new. I'm kind of interested to see like what the next, but it has to be the right thing. I don't think nothing has been like on the level of Instagram since Instagram came out. Right. Just musically, (laughs) just musically, which, (laughs) you know, everyone, no one can stop talking about musically. (laughs) I mean, I think, I don't, I don't don't think that's not a thing, but it's obviously not, it's it's not Instagram level. Right. It's not. So I wonder if there will be something coming out along those lines. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Should we do um, some emails though? Yes. Let's take a quick break though first. Okay. So guys, today we are sponsored by FrameBridge. And if you've been listening to the show, you've heard us talk about FrameBridge. They make it like super easy and affordable to frame all your favorite things. Any cool Instagram pictures you've taken or anything like that you have that you think would make great art in your house. And if you're like, you have no idea how to frame anything and like you're like me. It's a great service for yeah. you. So you're moving, right? Yes, Very I'm, soon. I'm moving. So I'm, right now I'm in the midst of decorating and I am already looking for things to take up space my walls. And I am using FrameBridge. So basically what I did is I went to FrameBridge.com and I uploaded something from Instagram. I saw what it would look like in a preview in, and I could try out all the different types of frames to see how they would look. Right now they're in the process of framing it, but it will be on its way soon. Um, but instead of paying hundreds to like go to a framing store and like print out my Instagram and all this annoying stuff, I paid like much, much less. 
Um, so Framebridge's prices start at $39. All shipping is free. And our listeners will get 15% off their first order at Framebridge.com when they use code BETCH. I think you guys know how to spell that. B-E-T-C-H. Use code BETCH. It's a great gift for Valentine's Day for someone that you've been dating. It's like really sweet, thoughtful gesture. Then they know how much you value yeah. you know, your relationship. So go to Framebridge.com, promo code BETCH, promo code BETCH, promo code BETCH for 15% off your first order. Dear Betches. No, I just have a lot of feelings. And we're back. back. (laughs) Um, I'll read the first email. Um, Hey, Batches. I love you all so much. I listen to all your podcasts and I own and have read all of your books. I think you're all very funny, but also wise. So hopefully you'll have some good advice for me. My friend recently asked me to be in her wedding. And of course I said, yes. Uh, when we were discussing bridesmaid dresses, she told us she didn't want to ask our opinions because she gets overwhelmed too easily. I roll. So she picked a dress and sent it to the group chat and said, this is what she wants. The dress has super skinny straps and is backless. It's a beautiful dress, but makes it hard to wear a bra. I should share that I wear a triple D slash E size bra and do not have the perkiest bust. When I let the ladies be free, my belly button and nipples are pretty close neighbors. Any suggestions on bras I could wear slash places to buy backless bras for big busts? Is it too late to ask her to consider a a bustier body? Uh, Should I just suck it up and go braless and untag myself from all the wedding photos? This is something I feel really insecure about and I'm currently saving for a breast reduction, but I won't be able to get the surgery before her wedding. Also, on an unrelated and uncomfortable note, her future husband has said many inappropriate things to me and behind my back regarding being large chested. Thanks for your advice. Epcot. P.S. Epcot is what my swim team called me in high school because that's what my boobs look like. So you can understand why I'm a little sensitive about this topic. Well, good job embracing your your, your nickname. Um, I mean, I don't think this girl's going to give a single fuck if you ask her for a different type of dress. I thought the age of like picking a specific dress was like so over. So did I. I thought that was like a thing of the past. Brides were getting the memo that like it's people annoying. don't want to just wear like whatever you tell them to wear regardless of their bodies or preferences. Well, I guess this girl has not gotten the memo. I guess she didn't get the memo. Just for the, for right, the record. Like, why do you want to make things harder for people? People will hate you way less. Your bridesmaids will like you a lot more if you just give them a color and let them do their thing. Yeah. Agreed. It's also like you're not forcing someone to spend a certain amount. Right. Of whatever. They could have the dress already. Yeah. Or borrow one. It's the considerate thing to do. Anyway, um, I guess that's I think not you the should case look here. For, I think she should look for like some sort of lifting situation. Like, a, I don't know. I don't have like that big boobs. So I've never yeah, had Yeah, mine are like, I would say on the average size. Yeah. Scale. So, but I think that you can go in. I think you could go into a store and ask like a specialty bra store whether i don't know if like victoria's secret actually is the best one to do this at but like whatever probably like a more of a boutique situation yeah and just tell them your issues show them the maybe show them a picture of the dress and state your concerns and see if there's a bra that can really help you out with that yeah i mean you could talk to the bride but like i don't really think she's gonna give a shit and she doesn't like, sound like she's gonna give a shit i could see being the bride and being a little annoyed at, at, about being asked about that although again like it's kind of annoying to ask someone people to wear the exact same dress right it also feels like this isn't like a made-up issue if if her husband is casually commenting on your boob size like they must be pretty big right. so i'm sure she acknowledges that yeah i mean triple d slash e is pretty big i think yeah um i think for y- this is like one of those situations you should do the best that you have ask someone for some tips on like how to wear this dress to the best of your abilities and like you kind of said like it's not your wedding like 
if you don't like any like if that's her choice to do that it's your choice whether or not to like post a picture from her wedding i'm sure she'd prefer you to do that but like you know what she shouldn't have there also may be like a strapless bra out there with the back is like clear or see-through you know what i mean like i'm sure there is something that you can wear right to make it work for you yeah um you yeah you should definitely try to do that and i think if not i think if you just don't want to post any pictures from a in a dress that you don't think you don't feel confident and look good in like you'll do her your part for her as a friend which is like not looking how you want exactly how you want to look and like she'll have to just eat shit that like these that you don't and also her pictures will look like meh yeah all right let's take another quick break and do another email This episode of Betch Slapped is brought to you by Beachbody On Demand. I know if you're like me, you probably made working out more as one of your 2019 New Year's resolutions. Mine was to work out like four or five days a week, even Mm -hmm. just for like 10 minutes at a time. So Beachbody is the perfect service for that. It's a streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of workouts that you can do literally from your living room. And I'm lazy. I don't like to go outside if I don't have to when it's cold. So I've been working out in my house. It's kind of like a Netflix for different workouts that you already know. So like P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, Brazil Butt Lift, Hip Hop Abs, Three Week Yoga Retreat. Yeah, so they, many. They have really awesome trainers. I'm a big fan of Sean T from Insanity. If you guys listen to DST, you've heard me talk about that. Um, and you can do it for like as long as you want. If you want to do 10 minutes, if you don't have equipment in your apartment, it's literally like the time it would take me to walk to the gym. I could just be done right. with the workout. Like so instead of having to like motivate yourself to go to the gym and by the time you get there, you're over it. Exactly. You can just put it on and just do it right at the exact moment that you feel in the mood to work out and then you're done. Exactly. So right now our listeners can get a special free trial membership, including a 14 day results plan when you text Betch to 303030. You get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition info, the results plan and support. Totally free. Again, just text BETCH to 303030. And we're back. Okay. Send help, Betches. My manager recently went on maternity leave and the temporary manager went full on psycho once he was left in charge. He has not only raised his voice at me while awkwardly spazzing out and kicking his cabinet when he did not fully understand a project I was working on that needed his review, but he's been constantly challenging me via email and rudely belittling me. It has been an extremely anxiety-ridden work environment to the point where my heart drops when I see him walking down the hallway. What should I do? I tried talking to another manager that I thought I felt comfortable with, but she doesn't believe me when I say he is out to get me. To add on to this, the majority of our apartment, our department feels the same way as me, and my coworkers have seen him treat me this way and agree there is an issue, but I should just sweep it under the rug. It's clear he has some issues and is stirring the pot. I feel a little stuck and not sure if I should go to HR or upper management. Appreciate your advice, books, blogs, lives, KK, thank you. Concern for my health and job, Betch. So to sum this up, her manager's on maternity leave, the guy who's like replacing her is like unpleasant to work with. That's essentially the issue. He sounds a little bit like crazy, but he's like rude and like condescending. Yeah. I think you should go to HR. Right. I think if you have emails that are very bad, those are that those are very good to keep in log because those are written. It's hard to like prove that someone is like yelling at you, obviously, but like you can people, write down you can write, like, it, write down every time that instance occurs and what they said specifically that is like offensive. I don't know. I think it's kind of weird when he, that like this guy kicked a cabinet. Like that's very inappropriate. Like seems like he has some anger issues. Right. That's like you should you log can that. that. You down. can log that. Log that the time and the date that that happened, and say that you're uncomfortable with that. 
Um, yeah, write every single thing down and then show print out the emails or whatever, save them separately, and then go to HR with all of that. Because I, it seems right. like he's pretty inappropriate. You should log it regardless of whether or not they do anything, just because like the more that that happens, the more of a case you have that like you're living in a very hostile work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like, Obviously, it seems like if your manager is on maternity leave and she will be coming back, they might try to like push this issue a little bit to like for that time frame. I wouldn't be surprised if they were just kind of like, I don't know how long people go on maternity leave or your manager is away, but it might be the kind of thing where they'll kind of encourage you to just sort of like deal with it until she gets back unless there's something really, really like. Right. But I do think this seems like you should definitely say something regardless. I don't think you'd be overreacting as much actual evidence that you have. People don't. I feel like from our experience in fielding HR um, Complaints. complaints, the more just like calm and like factual you are the the more seriously you're going to be taken and the more seriously the issue is going to be taken. If if you bring like kind of like hysterics into it people are are a little bit less likely more likely to think it's personal and less likely to think that it's like a logged like rational um like reaction that you're having to things that are going on also because when they eventually speak to the like that person assuming they do and let's say he turns it on you right then it will make you seem like you have a vendetta yeah. or something like that. So what I would do is I would definitely make a ask for a meeting with someone from HR. I would note again, the time and the date and exactly what happened in all these instances and why they made you feel uncomfortable. And then just be like, I'm not really sure what you can, if there's anything that you can do to help me alleviate the situation, like I would be appreciative of that because this is becoming like a pretty hostile environment for me to work in. Right. And then you just say that rationally and calmly, you give all your evidence and like, then let it's up to them to, to, fix that situation for you yes and for more career advice about this and other issues order when's happy hour work hard so you can hardly work it's our third career it's our third book which is basically a funny career advice book um where we talk about this and lots of other things you can get it on amazon barnes and noble target wherever books are sold go to betches.co slash whh book do it let's take one more quick quick break and do some games Okay, guys. So today we're also sponsored by Kopari, which is a very cool brand. It's basically they have deodorant and they have toothpaste and they have other very cool products. And basically it like cuts out all that disgusting crap from the stuff that you're usually using. So, I mean, one thing that I've heard a lot about is how a lot of like mass produced deodorants have aluminum in them. It's really bad to have that like next to your boobs. Like it increases your risk for breast cancer. So Kopari coconut deodorant does not have any of that in it. It is formulated with plant based acne like sage oil and coconut oil so it lasts a long time it is free of silicone sulfates parabens gmos and baking soda and it's great for sensitive skin and you can reorder it really easy with a subscription it's shipped as often as you want automatically and for free and they offer you a money-back guarantee so there's basically no reason not to try it because you're gonna get it for free if you don't like it you're not really gonna waste anything so go to koparibeauty.com slapped to make the safe switch today and save five dollars on your first order when you subscribe that's Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash slapped. Kopari beauty.com slash slapped. And we're back. Okay. The games. Let's play some games. Right. Would you rather get 500,000 likes on your viral Instagram post or get a check for $100? I find this to be a hard question. 
Because I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool to get 500,000 likes. But on like one post. The rest of them have like your okay. average amount of likes. You know what would make this harder? $500 check, 500,000 likes. So you're picking 500. So you're- I would pick the check if it were $500. I'm confused. Like if okay, the check, no, okay, if so were now money. You're saying, fi- saying 500,000 because it's only $100. Yeah. Because like $100 is like not enough. Is like so how much is 500,000 likes worth to you? $500. $500. Yeah. So it's $450 or $500,000. Oh, I hate when you likes. fucking do this to me. That's, that's, it's to find the point. It's to find how much the 500,000 likes is worth to you. Okay. 400. Yeah. 450. 450. $450. Yeah. I'm definitely taking a $450 check. I might take the $100 check too. I would There's not. There's really not that $100? much you can buy with $100 yeah. these days. Right. Exactly. You could get like a nice. Like I could just. You could pay save. for like a nice dinner just for yourself. Right. I could <laughs> save a hundred dollars. Like I could just not buy something. So you're taking the likes for a hundred dollars, yeah? Because it's cool. It's a cool thing okay, to fine, say. Fine. For two hundred dollars, I'm taking the money. Okay. I'm My not. number is two hundred. Two hundred is still not that much money. I know, but it's like I don't need the five hundred likes isn't going to do anything for me. These are strangers. I don't know them. Right. That's true. But I think it'd be cool to say. You like, just be, be like, like, oh, look at this. Like, how much post. is your flattery worth? <laughs> Five, five, four fifty. Yeah. How much is someone telling you that you look pretty? I want to be street? able to buy Call something. I want <laughs> zero. I want to be able to buy. But the difference is that this has like evidence. Like you'll always have that many likes on your post on that one post. I know, but it's almost weirder to have that on just it's one. It's cool. Post. It's like an achievement. I don't think. I think it's like weird almost. It's like why do you have them? Like what is the picture? <laughs> it's like I traded in four hundred and. Forty nine dollars for this. Likes is not real life currency. I know. Okay, maybe four forty. Like, <sighs> unless you're on a uh, pay per engagement uh, yeah, situation plan. with your fake sponsor. I don't know. I just think it would be. Look, you can get so many I'm fake not going to get any money. <laughs> right, your average engagement will skyrocket. That's true. <laughs> okay, would you rather make two hundred thousand as a doctor or five hundred thousand a year as an Instagram influencer? You should have switched these around. You think? Yeah, because. A doctor is a harder job and you make less money. I know, but it is less prestigious, I think. I don't, I want, I, the prestige is not okay, worth. Okay, fine. So you're saying, would you rather make $500,000 as a doctor or $200,000 as an Instagram influencer? I'd rather make 500000 as a doctor. I would rather make more money. So you're just picking the job with the more money. You have to work a lot yeah. harder as a doctor for that money. Right, but you make more. Here's the thing. I'm torn between the like prestige of the job that I'm saying I have. And actually like as a doctor, it's like one of those great jobs, I think, where it's like you're helping people and you get paid like not like an incredible amount of money, but like it's almost right. one of the, the highest like direct help to money jobs. like ratios. Like, do you know what I mean? It like is. there's very few jobs where you get to directly help like people on an individual basis. Right. In like almost like a very clear cut way like as a lawyer you're helping people but like not depending really. who you're representing right yeah like and you're maybe, probably not making like that maybe much. not yeah um like if you're really helping people as a lawyer you're probably not making that much money as right. a doctor like you could yeah you could really potentially be helping people do and that make a lot um i would pick the thing that's more money because there's a three hundred thousand dollar difference here and like i honestly like i would be either like I, I'll be an influencer or a doctor. They're both, I think, have their hardships. But because they both have their hardships, I would. And three hundred is not enough to like. Okay. You know. <laughs> to so make you're up picking, the difference. You're picking the doctor. If the doctor's you're picking whatever has more money in this situation, because there's what a if they're equal. 
then I would pick the doctor. All else being equal, you'd rather be a doctor to make your three. But even though you have to work more, probably. You get less free vacations. But you like actually help people. Yeah. If you're if it's the same. It's kind of a tough question, actually. It is. Because one is much easier and what one is like much better for the world. I don't know. But also I but here's the thing. I think being an Instagram influencer takes a mental toll. But like not in a way that be not like a good way, like that being a doctor does. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Not in the not in the way that's like sacrificial and so that's why you'd you. prefer to be the doctor. Right. Because they're both gonna have a mental toll, and I think the mental the Instagram influencer will be worse in the long run than being a doctor. You know what I don't like? Doctors who are influencers. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> right. Like, come on. It's kind of like I like love that profession. I like respect yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't want anything to take away from that. Right. I know. <laughs> right. I know. Is there anything like sacred anymore? No. There's not. There's nothing that's sacred. That's sad. There's literally nothing. I challenge you next time for the next to podcast think to think of one thing that is like considered sacred in society. By, by like every are there like rabbis and priests that are influencers mm, not that i'm aware that's of. that's interesting actually but you there would, are definitely you would like think there'd be like a really big like insta rabbi or something who is like has this huge following and there's like a white space in the market <laughs> for, for a rabbi. like in like a, a really religious leader yeah insta religious leader well, there are people who post bible quotes but they're not like no i'm saying like, like the pope. someone like in the field like something like a pope Oh my god, that would be such a fun. There's like, really a space in the market for that. I haven't seen any like really high pro. Maybe it's just because I'm not in that scene, but like the rabbi <laughs> priest scene. Here's the thing. Uh, it kind of goes against like the purpose. The purpose, but you could. But people post like Bible quotes and that right. sort of thing. They put it in their bios. Like it's inspiring to set like some group of people. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that there isn't. Maybe there will be soon. Right, but I think in general, like just going back to is anything sacred? Like I don't think so. Nah. I think like even like like naughty like, people. I think now will like be more likely to like speak ill of the dead like immediately, which is I think the last. <laughs> I thing think the that dead are given a little bit too much, too much, <laughs> too much <laughs> respect. I don't know. It's like just because you're dead, no one can say well, anything bad I think about there's you. There's a ever. time limit. I think like right after you die, there's a difference between like right after someone dies. I could agree with that. Like okay, when George H. What w. if like Bush R. Kelly died? died? I think that like you, everyone could like stop commenting for a week, just not saying. Don't be like I miss R. Kelly, and then you assess how someone like R. Kelly was able to like. Then you assess it like uh, from a historical perspective, right. like who the fuck was this guy and how did he? Yeah, you know, I guess. So there, yeah. there should be a mandatory no shit talking period. <laughs> you know, a mandatory hold on, hold shit, on shit talking when someone dies. Okay, like for a little bit. I just don't want and people to feel like they them. can be a complete asshole forever and then die, no. and everyone thinks it's no. okay. No, here's my other thing. I hate when people praise someone who sucked after they died. Like, just shut up. If you don't, if right. you didn't like just them, don't just say shut anything. Up. Yeah, just shut up for a for week. like a second. Yeah, okay. just a second. <laughs> yeah, and then we can resume. Right. Yeah. Okay, last game. Okay. BFF, party with or shoot? I love this question. Kylie Jenner, your 21-year-old self, and Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> My 21-year-old self was such an asshole. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so you're like, I knew her. Yeah. My 21-year-old self yeah. was equally an we asshole. We were both assholes at 21. Awful person. Um, okay. But we were a lot of fun. Yes, we were a lot of fun. We wouldn't have this company if we were an asshole 21-year-old. That's true. Okay. Um, I would BFF my 21 year old self. Yeah, just uh, I don't know. I'm still. I would an party with. I won't be that sensitive to your needs. <laughs> Older self. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
would be, but like maybe you could like bring out the best in her. You could show yeah. her the possibilities. I guess I wasn't that good at party partying then either. I would always go yeah. to sleep early. Right. I would party with Lindsay Lohan. And you're getting rid of Kylie. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Lindsay Lohan's definitely a fun fun girl to party definitely. with. Definitely. Until she like, I don't know. All right. So we're being best friends with our 20 year old. Maybe we can give ourselves some tips. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you shouldn't do this right now. You might regret it. Someone should make a movie where like you meet your like is that kind of like back to the future i don't know i feel like that kind of exists that has to exist where like you're as an adult you kind of like go back in time and you have to like befriend your old your like 21 year old self exist does it i feel like it sounds like it exists but i wonder if you guys know the movie name of a movie like that or a book yeah email us at slapped at badges.com or if you have an advice question and if there is nothing out there don't steal the idea because we're gonna use it about ourselves yeah all right this has been fun okay bye bye. betches